From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. James Freeman on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Hello, and welcome once again to the Freeman Report. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for TNT Radio, right here on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. It is the 24th of November, 2023. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Thank frack, it's Friday. It has been a momentous and a very busy week here at TNT Radio as we roll out our new live video broadcasting service. And I use that word momentous very deliberately because what you are witnessing is what we believe is our next phase in our road to becoming a global media news and current affairs giant that places freedom of speech and freedom of expression at the heart of its operations. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, freedom to explore certain avenues despite governments, the mainstream media and the global elite telling you that it's misinformation. Why shouldn't we be able to ask questions? I mean, it's not like they tell the truth, is it? And who do they think they are anyway, telling us what to think and what we're allowed to say and question? I am a free man. It's literally in my name. And there is no other person on this planet that is not my equal as a human being. We all came from somebody's womb, our mothers, and we will all end up as dust in the end. And this applies to all of us. We are all free to think and express ourselves as we see fit. So if you're watching or listening to me now, then know that you are one of the early ones. And as one of the trailblazers, I would like to ask you a favor. If you have a social media account and frequently post videos, then please can you help us to spread the word that TNT Radio is now broadcasting in video. If you see something you like while watching one of your favorite shows um, on the TNT radio website, YouTube, Rumble or Odyssey, make a mental note of it, because after the show, you can drag the video feed back in time to the point and record it using either the software on your phone or screen recording software. Now, I'm not sure about other phones, but if you've got a modern Samsung phone, then all you need to do is swipe down twice from the top of the screen until you see a number of gray icons. Next, swipe, swipe left until you see the icon called screen recorder. Simply click on the icon and press record, and then your phone will record everything on the screen. After you've captured that clip, just go into your gallery and click on edit. There you can frame the part of the screen you want to show and you can clip either side of the video so you only have the bits you want. It is that simple, ladies and gentlemen. So please give it a go and help us to get the word out that there is a very unique new player on the block that truly believes in freedom. In a moment, I'll be welcoming Dale Petty back to the Freeman Report to talk all about autism and spirituality. Dale appeared for the first time on the Freeman Report last week, and he has very kindly agreed to appear on a regular basis. So today's show is very much about introducing him to all of you. 
Um, Dale has a son that is autistic, so this is something that is very close to his heart. If you want to check out any of Dale's um, video shorts, then after the show or later on when you have five minutes, head over to TikTok um, and um, search for Mark Sass. Um, that's his name that he goes on under the platform, and it is M-A-R-C-S-A-S. As I announced yesterday, Kelly Jane Keane, a.k.a. The Posey Parker, um, was due to appear today, but she's rescheduled and will now appear next Tuesday. In terms of the news today, well, the one thing that is dominating on the domestic front in Europe is immigration. And it is curious that once again, we have a perfect media storm. Very curious indeed. Um, Gert Walders won the Dutch elections, a politician whose main message centres on immigration. Then we have new revised figures from the Office for National Statistics showing that legal, that's not illegal, that's legal, net migration to the UK has witnessed one of the largest increases on record. Three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the UK in the space of just one year. A huge number that comes just three years after we left the European Union. Now, I didn't vote for Brexit um, because of immigration. I voted because of democracy. But millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country, which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want and vote for. And while all of this is going on, we hear news yesterday of riots in Dublin due to the stabbing of several children and adults outside a school carried out by a suspected immigrant. I say suspected because at this stage, I'm not aware that the police have confirmed his immigration status. The press are calling the rioters far right thugs, which, in my opinion, is a clear attempt to politicise the violence. Now, I watch the videos on social media and I have to say that I agree with the term thug as many of the rioters looted shops and attacked the police. They burned down buses and other vehicles in the city neither of which has anything to do with politics. But the far right part of the label, well, this I don't understand, because looting shops has no political ideology. Um, it is an act that is carried out by opportunists who are using the issue to benefit themselves. That is not far right, ladies and gentlemen. But why would they call them far right then? Well, in my opinion, it is because they are putting meat and bones on the label um, so that later on, um, over the coming weeks and months, they can use that label then to attack opponents, people who have genuine concerns about levels of immigration. It's the same tactic the establishment used with the term anti-vaxxer. You know, those crazy people frothing at the mouth who think that COVID was spread by 5G towers. And there are a few people out there that think that. But the point and, you know, who knows? And they might even be right. I don't know. But the point is, most sensible people think they're bonkers. Um, and that is why the media frame it like this, um, so that they can then use that label to attack people who are genuinely 
um, warning about the fact that the vaccines are injuring and killing people. Mark my words, watch in the weeks and months ahead, because that term far right will be used to target politicians and media influencers who raise concerns about levels of immigration. That's the game that is being played, in my opinion. But what do you think? Let me know if you have an interesting take about what is going on. You can email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And as always, if you want to join in today's conversation, then head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. I do check the feed during the show, so please let me know what you think about today's discussion. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for TNT Radio. Be a part of the conversation. I want representation I can trust. Have your say. Biden isn't doing enough. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Bank Frackets Friday, Gemma. We got to the end of the week, James. We're on video. We can be heard. We can be seen globally. And it's the end of the week and we made it. And I must say a massive congratulations to everybody at TNT Radio, now video, uh, for the work and effort that's gone in behind the scenes, on screen. I mean, it's just brilliant. And, uh, and the station's not even two years old yet. And look how far it's come. It's amazing. And, and it's due to the listeners, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you to Mike, um, Jenny and the rest of the team. And um, they've worked really, really hard for, well, it seems like months and months and months. Um, but, it, you know, they've been hard at it trying to get this ready um, and they've done a fantastic job. It looks great. Um, it's being broadcast across the world on all of the leading platforms. And I think this is just the first step towards TNT Radio being a global giant um, for freedom and also news and current affairs. Um, I really do believe that the station has so much potential. Yeah, me too. Here, 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 here. Glad to be here. Very glad. Right. What have you got for us today then, Gemma? Well, it's uh, one of the biggest shopping days uh, as we come up to Christmas. Of course, it's Black Friday uh, across the world. And uh, I've done quite a few stories here on TNT this week, not necessarily on this show, but on the other shows that I co-host. Quite a few stories about how the tide seems to be turning and people are taking control back uh, of their lives and of the circumstances around their lives and, and banding together and standing up against the establishment. If, if people go back and listen to the Lembert OPIC breakfast show here on TNT, we've covered a few there, covered a few on Open Line with Rick and Natalie. It really does look like people are saying, uh-uh, we've had enough. We don't want to live like this. Uh, two fingers to the system, thank you. So I want to end on a positive with, uh, with you this week, James. And uh, today being Black Friday, Amazon workers in the UK and around the world have staged a day of activism and striking uh, against the bosses at Amazon, saying they need a pay rise to match the cost of living. They're objecting to the conditions to which they have to work in. And it is the first time ever, it's a real turning point, that workers at Amazon have stood up against Amazon and Jeff Bezos and all of these billionaire people that run the company. Um, they're saying that they want a pay rise, which is up to £15 an hour now here in the UK to match the cost of living. Um, they're saying if the bosses haven't been listening, they have tried to uh, tell them, they have tried to speak to them, they have tried to negotiate where the GMB union with the bosses at Amazon, it's fallen on deaf ears. So now in Coventry in the Midlands and also outside Amazon HQ in London, the workers are on strike. Similar demos are following suit in Europe and America. And I do think we really are seeing here people power because to go up against Amazon, the giant is no mean feat. 
Uh, I don't think Jeff Bezos, you might present this cuddly, smiley image of him, you know, being quite a good guy and, you know, with his new girlfriend and a fiance and all this. He's just a regular guy. No, he's a regular billionaire. They're not the same as us at all. I think they're made of steel and I think they have no regard for the people at the bottom of the food chain. So to go up against it is a sign the tide is absolutely turning. I wish the Amazon workers the very best of luck. It's Black Friday. Let's hope they have some success. Yeah, I do. Um, and when you consider how rich a company um, Amazon is, it's surprising that they don't look after their workers at all. I mean, um, I've never worked, um, I've never even been to an Amazon um, warehouse. Um, but from what I read, it's a pretty awful working conditions where everything you do is monitored, including how many toilet breaks, how long you go to the toilet. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty um, mundane and can be very stimulating um, work to do for a company that is um, a global giant. Um, so it's pretty disgusting in the first place, to be honest with you, that they don't pay them properly. Um, so yes, good luck um, to all those Amazon workers. Um, my view on Amazon more widely, though, is that, um, you know, it's it's one of these platforms that just sells us stuff that we don't need. It, it centralizes um, all of the um, the retail spend um, in many countries, you know, house, households up and down the UK um, put thousands of pounds through Amazon um, every year, um, which is bad, I think, for the economy. Amazon doesn't pay its taxes properly um, in countries. It doesn't pay its fair share. Um, and, you know, it doesn't even pay its workers properly. So, you know, it's that it's that one thing again, isn't it? Convenience. Um, again you know um people vote for convenience but maybe they should just take a couple of minutes extra and look for a retailer in the uk to buy from that's my um opinion on amazon um it's done a lot of damage to the high street um and to a lot of other retailers um in the uk um but yes definitely good luck to those workers um gemma it is the weekend um, have you got any plans this weekend well, I'm putting up a load of uh, Christmas lights because I'm determined after being dropped and dumped unceremoniously and unchivalrously from my local Christmas lights after going on anti-lockdown marches and being in the papers, they dropped me. And I'd hosted that for 15 years as a BBC TV presenter and very active member of my local community. So the Christmas light switching in my old hometown is going on on Monday, but I'm having my own, James. I'm staging my own lighting <laughs> protest. You'll, you'll be able to see it from space. I'll send you a photograph. So I'm going to be festooning my property with lights inside this weekend. And I'm also appearing on the Ross Cameron show on TNT on Sunday morning. And I worked with him earlier in the week. And uh, so I'm going to go on his show because I've got a lot of respect for him. And I think we'll have a in very interesting conversation. That's at 9.40 UK time in the morning on Sunday. Fantastic. I will tune in to listen to you there, Gemma. I mean, Gemma, do you not think it's a bit early? It's still a month away. No, no not for lights. Let there be light, James. Let there be light. <laughs> <laughs> and are you one that goes with, uh, do you go with the sort of sparkly clear lights or do you have the coloured ones? Which ones do you go with? Oh, I got all sorts now. So I've got clear snowflakes. I've got big red stars and white stars hanging everywhere. They're huge. They look like, uh, well, people in the know who are spiritual will know they look like Merkabars, you know, the the six pointed star, the core of energy inside of all of us. I won't go into that. I'll send you a picture. And I'm also going to put some outside. Yes. They're going to be like flashing fairy lights. I'll send you a picture, definitely. <laughs> Well, don't send me a picture. Let's send it to the studio and let's share it with the, the viewers, not listening to us anymore. And let's share it with the viewers next week, Gemma. 
Oh, I don't know. I'm nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't show your street name and your house number. <laughs> anyway, um, have fun over the weekend, um, Gemma, and I look forward to another week with you on TNT Radio next week. Right, to the rest of you, to finish off um, the, this week on the Freeman Report, I've got Dale Penny joining me. Dale was on the show um, only about a week ago, um, but he is... Um, uh, fantastic talent, I think. So I've um, um, invited him back on. Um, and today we're going to be talking all about autism and spirituality. Um, autism is a topic that's very, very close to Dale's heart because he does have a um, adult son who is autistic. Um, so make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back in just 30 seconds. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start right where would you suggest we even begin with this process yeah it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open I, I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities but for most people I would say Charlie it feels normal but it ain't normal <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal it's completely gone Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTRadio.live. Right. Well, I'm delighted to be welcoming back um, once again, Dale Penny. He was on the show just last week and I liked him so much that I've got him back today. Hello, Dale. How are you doing? Hi, I'm really well. Thanks. I think you had a sort yeah. of prof a professional guest booked and then unfortunately you're just left with me now. Oh. <laughs> Shh, don't say that. <laughs> Right, Dale, um, obviously you've already started your weekend. It is Friday evening where you are in um, in Australia. Um, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I must say I'm going to have a stiff drink um, at some point this afternoon. Um, but let's not get carried away into the weekend. Let's, um, let's talk first about autism and spirituality. So, Dale, um, 
first of all, just introduce yourself quickly and then tell us why we're talking about autism, because you've got a story to tell, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess I that I think the whole reason why I am in a position where you saw me on a on a TikTok, really, it all stems from uh, the COVID thing and the co and being a bit of a vaccine cautious person. That's why I started putting things on TikTok. And the reason that I'm vaccine cautious, or we are as a family, is because we have a 16 year old severely autistic son and you know when i say severely autistic he we often say he's sort of um you know platinum grade if it was a competition he'd be on the podium type of level so uh so we've been living with it for 16 years um beautiful boy you know six foot tall 90 kilos beard like gorgeous looking lad takes after his mum um, but, you know, still in nappies, I still have to wash him. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's been quite an interesting. So, yes, that's kind of, I guess, a bit of the tiny background. What I did want to say was there's there might be a lot of people listening on here that are on the autism spectrum. They've had a diagnosis and I'm in no way wanting to cause offence to anybody. But what I wanted to talk about was... Um, what it's really like when you're living with a child with severe autism and how you have to handle that on a day-to-day -day basis, how you have to have, um, you know, humour and comedy gets you through your sort of day-to-day -day life. And sometimes when I've put posts on TikTok, um, you know, you get a lot of people, oh, I'm on the spectrum and, oh, I find that offensive that you've said this and, oh, you shouldn't say that or you shouldn't point the camera at your son, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Nobody knows what it's like to be in our family. We couldn't love our child anymore. I mean, everyone loves their children. When you have a child that has special needs, um, you, your heart bursts with the, the amount of love that you have for them. I've got a beautiful, I'm going to say normal daughter, normal human daughter, and people will be offended by that. But I have a beautiful, normal 12-year-old daughter. She talks, she does all the things that normal humans do. And then I have a 16-year-old who, uh, and this will this will sound really offensive, but I'm going to tell you what it's like. It's like having in your house a lovely big pet. We all love our pets, or maybe a very friendly alien. You can't really you can't communicate with them. You can't uh, you can't reason. It's, it's totally nonverbal. You can't you can't reason. You can't so you can't do any of those normal things. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So Dale, I mean, um, obviously, I've got two children, and you know, when um, my wife was pregnant um, with both of them, you know, you do worry, don't you? Well, yeah. I did anyway. You know, are they going to come out with I don't know Bounce seven syndrome. toes on yeah. each yeah, yeah, sure, uh, on each sure. foot? Are they going to be okay? What 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 when did you actually find out and what was that that first experience like um for well you so so he was first of all he was five weeks premature so uh so you know in a humidity crib for the first 11 days during that time incidentally vitamin k hep b shots before you know still with all you know wires and breathing and monitors and you've still had a you know a hep b shot whether or not that has anything to do with the diagnosis, we don't know, and we probably never will know. Um, but he was—he was about eighteen months when 
we had him diagnosed, but you do have a pretty, you know, you know pretty early on maybe the you're not getting, um, uh, you know, there's no maybe no eye contact or you're not getting those usual cues that you would get with a normal child. And, and we and because it's your first child, you've got no benchmark. So you're only really going yeah. against what you're seeing, you know, with other people in a like in a mother's group or something, which I wasn't in, but Louise was in. And so, what was that like then when you had the diagnosis? I mean, did you know when when he was diagnosed that how severe? Because of course, autism is a spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, That's of right. Different. Yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those um, um, things they call it a spectrum because actually. Yeah. There are different types, and they group well, all of these symptoms together, right. and they yes. call it autism. But it's, did it's you uh, did you realise that it was severe when when he was diagnosed? No, not really. And you probably you probably tell yourself, well, you obviously try to. Well, you don't know. You've got you've basically got no idea because you're now embarking on a journey that you had no plan for. And just to just to, to jump in and say, autism is is mainly it mainly affects five things: behaviour sort of social anxiety, social cues, sensory things. You might be overstimulated by sound or light or taste or feel or touch, uh, communication uh, and learning disabilities. So so usually when when a kid, when someone is on a spectrum, they have an affliction on one of those five things to some degree. Um, so you might have a, you might have maybe a, a child with a person with Asperger's might be, you know, might be really, really articulate. They might sound maybe like they're 10 years older than perhaps they are, but they might, speech might be amazing, but then they, you know, they don't know how to interact socially. They don't know what cues to recognize. So depends on what those five, mainly those five things, how much you're affected. And and Mac is sort of, you know, he's up the top there in, in almost all five. So yeah, uh, so no, you've got no idea. You've got no idea what you're about to embark on. So before we go to, we're going to take a quick break in a second um, for uh, the news headlines. But what um, what was that like um, for you and your wife when you first find out? Um, how did you deal with that, and what what, what well, did that feel like? Well, the first time you go, you so you go to a doctor that has no idea, you know, because 16 years ago there wasn't a lot of information on it. And doctors are pretty cold. The people, the, the guy that we saw was, you know, yeah, your son's autistic. And here to my wife, take this box of tissues and maybe go outside because you might put the other people off that are in the uh, in the waiting room. But yeah, yeah, obviously you're sort of devastated because you have a set picture in your uh, in your mind as to how your life's going to pan out. And in that in that in that moment, you realize, right, that's not happening. Um, uh and you know you go home and you have a bit of a cry, and then you go right, okay. Well, that's now the that's the cards we've been dealt. How do, I, I, obviously lots of different people handle it in a different in different ways, and they might you know they might find real negatives or depression, or they might split up from their partner. Uh, we just looked at okay, how do we you know how how much can we find out about it? How do we make life for him as easy as possible? How do we keep you know a smile on the face and that type of thing. Brilliant. So I think we've kind of introduced um, that now, Dale. But what I'd like to talk about after the break is just getting into sort of what are the sort of the day to day life? Yeah. Um, what is day to day life like? I should imagine there's quite this very, very humorous um, yeah. things to do with yeah. your, your son and also some very, very difficult. So we'll talk all about after sure. this very, yeah. very short break. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. Yeah. 
TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. 49 days after the war began and following the deaths of nearly 15,000 Palestinians, a temporary ceasefire is now in effect in Gaza, with the first hostages due to be released within hours. The United Nations Security Council has again failed to reach a resolution on the war, with Washington continuing to block any attempts to implement a lasting truce. And riots erupted in the city of Dublin on Thursday night after a mass stabbing at a primary school triggered widespread outrage. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Right, so Dale, tell us what it's like um, to, to bring up an autistic child. It's fucking difficult. No, right. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it is pretty interesting. So, a lot of the time you you do so at home is a, like it's a bit of a nightmare because it's 24 7 so you know the day will start at 4 45 maybe you know he might have wet the beds you're dealing with something you know so so the day and he might be out and making all kinds of noises four o'clock in the morning so it's pretty hectic but i'm interested to know when you how much how much uh have you experienced autism like it's one in 50 kids right it's something mm. like one in 50 kids how often have you come across or been um introduced to someone that's got an autistic child like has that happened much? you must have come into contact with it or maybe not um i i must i do come into contact with people who you know I think it's it's kind of a cliche, isn't it? Lots of people say, well, he's on the spectrum. Oh, that person's yeah. definitely on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, uh, I whether they're autistic in the same way that you're describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might actually say, need. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you might so not I, necessarily I don't actually... know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that I actually know who is proper autistic that actually needs somebody yeah. to care for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so because what, what you find a lot is that you, there, I think there's there's two. I know you're saying sort of explain a day, but there was a couple of things I wanted to I wanted to to say. Obviously, a day, a lot of the day, it, he does go to school three days a week and, and two days of the week. Yeah, he lives with us. He lives with us. He's our son. He's in a house. He's not in a home. He's you know he has a fantastic life. He does whatever he wants. He raids the fridge when we haven't got a lock on it. He does it <laughs> swimming. He does whatever he wants. He's got the most amazing life. Uh, but when you go out in public, um, obviously there's certain there's there's quite a different people with autism in the family handle it in different ways. So some people will try and keep it a bit of a secret, or they might, you know, they they're a bit maybe they're a bit embarrassed about it. You know, I I, I know that's the case. I don't want to say it, but I know that's the case. Whereas we're very out and proud and we want everyone to know this is Mac. And yeah, look, you know, yes, he's you know he's jumping up and down, he's flapping his hands. And yes, he does look, he's doing some weird stuff. That's right. You know, we'll often say, you know, when we're out and about, we're trying to blend in with the humans for the next couple of hours. And people will think that that is horrifically offensive, but it, it sort of, it takes the edge off. It makes other people feel a little more comfortable. They've noticed something that is a little bit unusual. You know, if you see a six foot tall, 90 kilo bearded kid in school uniform flapping and jumping up and down and doing funny little dances and making... You, you would you do feel uncomfortable, I think, as 
the person that doesn't know and you don't know you don't really know how to handle it you don't know what to do even yeah. when you yeah even when you say to someone oh i've got a, 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 a someone will say to you do you have children you say yeah i've got them one of my children is autistic and they'll say oh i'm sorry and you and which is the they're being respectful and polite but you don't want to hear someone say i'm sorry because what you're sorry for i know they're being nice but inside, you think, I don't want you to feel sorry because I'm not sorry. Uh, I, it, yeah, it's hard. life's tough and the challenge is maybe different to what those people have. But so it, it's like, obviously, people can say whatever they want. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to paint a picture from our side. So we, we want people to feel relaxed and comfortable. Uh, you don't have to make well us you don't have to make us feel you know try to say something to make us feel better because we're okay with it we're very very happy with having a child on the spectrum we've worked through lots of challenges so yeah so that's probably one thing that would be interesting i think for people that don't know you or know, feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable about it or just talk about it you know oh okay yeah, yeah I've, heard it's, I've heard it's really common you know i've heard it must be a challenge you know that sort of things but you don't want pity. And does he have a sense of humor? Do you do you find? Oh yeah, it, he's got, um, yeah, he's or... got a sense of humor. <laughs> but, but he can't Tell speak. Us about... Well, he can't right, speak. Okay. He, no, he can't speak. So uh, he just knows when he's being a pain in the ass. So, so for example, in the house, like at the moment, at the moment, it is a nightmare because we're renovating our house. We've only got one ensuite bathroom, and so obviously. He he was toilet trained, normal, just used the bathroom like everybody else after after you know maybe four or five. Uh, and then since we moved here, like the whole move, it kind of throws them into disarray. So we had to put him back in nappies because he would wet himself regularly in the house. And um, we've renovated, we've taken one of the main bathroom away, and the only bathroom we've got is in the ensuite. So he would in the I don't really oh, I don't know whether you even want to hear this but we'd get up in the morning and he would uh have just like done a wee on the carpet in the bedroom in his bedroom so we're up with a vacuum hoovering it up so we had to go to a camping shop to buy a portable toilet to put in his room this might sound horrific but this is what you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis so just the slightest little thing can throw them into a spin so uh so yeah it's a it's a nightmare what was what question did you ask me I so uh, yeah, I was just wondering, like, has he got a sense of humour? You said oh, yeah. that he yes. has. Yeah, no, no, I'm, that's it. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, so he, uh, <laughs> so, so we, you have, you have to be on your guard twenty four seven. You cannot, cannot drop the ball for a second. So we have our fridge is locked. Constant has a lock on it with a padlock, like with a padlock thing, constantly. But if you have just forgotten to switch the twist, the little thing, he'll be into it. He'll have the raw chicken, he'll have eaten the raw chicken, the raw beef patties. He'll have, because you can't, exp oh yeah, because, and he won't get stomach complaints because he's been doing this for years. Um, he'll eat anything and everything. The cayenne pepper with a spoon out of the thing, the coffee, the coffee granules, he'll sweep and this will sound bad, but it is the reality, and I'm sharing the reality of it. He loves. He just eats everything. He'll. We we will regularly catch him in sitting in his bed with the dog kibble, eating it like crisps. Dale, 
I mean, I look, I remember, um, God, I remember the the point at which my children started walking. You know, crawling is nice and easy. They can't reach things. Yeah. Um, well, you you progress from actually being able to just put them down in a spot, yeah. leave the room, and they're yeah. still there when you yeah. come back. And then they then they yeah. progress to crawling, and you've got to yeah. worry about things you leave on the the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's when they start walking, yeah. and then suddenly they can reach things. And yeah. so, like, Seven, so, yeah, we had yeah. lots of yeah. So this this must be um, seventeen. Yeah, like so that, that, it's but... that for sixteen years with someone that can break into things. Like he's strong, he can break into things. He can run away. You know, you so you you are babysitting a child like that. You're basically you have a baby for seventeen years. It, he's I had to sleep in bed with him for for seven years because he wouldn't go to sleep on his own. You know, so. Uh, yeah, it's it's bonkers, crazy lifestyle, but it's totally normal for us. But it does take a toll on you. Yeah, yeah. so I was going to ask. I mean, your whole outlook on life must have been impacted. You, your you, and yeah. your partners' yeah. um, outlook on life, what you want from life, how you deal with things totally. in life. Yeah. Because this, yeah. you know, I remember what it's like when you've got small children. Um, yeah. It's you know, it's a twenty four seven thing, isn't it? It is. It, it, yeah. So your life is definitely impacted, but you can either get all negative about it and sad and, you know, angry or whatever, which is what I think a lot of a lot of people unfortunately do choose that route. Or you can say, look, you know, because we've tried all the ther- we've tried all the therapies, all the treatments. We haven't we've never used pharmaceutical drugs with him. We've tried natural therapies, everything, all the, everything you can possibly think of, all the new, new fangled, oh, this might be a cure for it. And you get to a point where you think, we don't need to, we're not, we don't need to cure him. We're not, we're accepting the fact that he's autistic and he's going to live with us forever. And you, you know, you have, you have, oh, you, your thoughts of what your child is going to be. You, I used to think to myself, the at the very least, even if he's not smart, he's my son. He's going to be able to talk, right? That's what I thought. And the thing he can't do is talk, which is mind blowing. And if you know, I mean, how many people have you ever met in your existence that can't talk? It's like one of the most crazy disabilities. Uh, so you have all these thoughts, you have all these visions of where life was supposed to go and driving licenses, girlfriends, marriage, jobs, you know, all that stuff goes totally out of the window. Uh, and, but, and getting on, you know, obviously we were going to talk about the spirituality thing, but what it starts to do is it starts to, uh, teach you that you can't worry about all the what ifs. You've got to forget all that. Yeah. And you yeah. have to enjoy the right nows. That's the most important bit. You know, because you, you, you worry about, you know, what's going to happen. My wife used to worry about what happens if he has to go to a special school. What happens if, what happens when we die? What's going to happen to him? And, and we said, look, we don't, don't worry about it because when those points come, we'll have dealt with it. We'll, we'll deal with it. You know, the death bit, we probably won't be able to deal with it. We won't have to worry because we'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's yeah. something, yes, that happens to everyone, yeah. Um, yeah. Dale. Right, we're going to take a quick break now, um, Dale. But um, I do want to get on to the, because obviously, you know, you do talk about spirituality um, quite a bit. Um, you know, this has impacted your outlook on on life. So we'll talk all about that um, after this yeah. short break. So don't yeah. go anywhere. Stick with me, James Freeman and Dale Penny on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. It's Thanksgiving here in the States and thank God we still actually exist. 
Back in 1972, Morris Strong, a UNEP founding father, said that they only had 10 years to save the world from catastrophe. And now let's see who came after that. Mustafa Talba, 1982. We have only 18 years to save the world from catastrophe. And then let's see who we have. The same organization. I think this is Ned Brown, 1989. We only have 10 years to save the world from a catastrophe. Now, all these people keep saying the same thing, and yet the world keeps spinning around and around. And even though there's some times when you think maybe there's a setback, overall, we continue to advance. But you want to know something? Bill Gates, Al Gore, John Kerry, these guys are hypocritical climate warriors and they're living large. Al Gore blazed the trail for the climate gravy train. And with the $12 trillion for climate subsidies already in the Inflation Reduction Act, is now a gravy bullet train. Given that emissions are not being reduced and the weather is not gonna be improved, and none of these guys can actually tell you what it's going to do. But they keep getting listened to. Hopefully, not by people at TNT. Actually, you can listen to them and then try to make a judgment. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to be grateful and to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. You're with James Freeman and the Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right, Nadell, um, before we move on to the the spirituality, because obviously, you know, something like this, I think, happens to you, and it does, like you've already said, you know, it forces you to question everything, doesn't it? You know, you had all these expectations of what your life's going to be like, and then suddenly um, everything changes. But before we do that, um, you have told me some some stories, um, some so, you know, you're a, you're a funny guy. That's how I came across you on TikTok. Um, and I'm sure you must have some stories which are um, humorous um, about yeah. some of the, the day-to-day things that you have to deal with. Yeah, well, it's not, they're not long stories. It's just, you know, for example, um, you know, you walk walking through a food court with him when he was maybe seven and just reaching onto someone's plate and taking food off the plate <laughs> and eating it. And in a cafe, I mean, this is regular in a cafe. Yeah. And you can't believe, you can't quite believe, you can't believe you're seeing what you're seeing happen. And the person certainly can't believe what's happening. Mac doesn't care. Uh, or he'll just reach over. You sit in a cafe and you just watch him reach over like this to the table behind and whip something off the table and eat it. It's unbelievable. And how do you deal with that? Do you, are people generally understanding? They, um, yeah, first of all, it's utter shock because they've never seen anything like <laughs> it before. Uh, but then they're always really very pleasant, and you you know you offer to obviously pay for the food, but you can't you you it, it literally is eyes on him the whole time. It's it's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're oh no, I mean I don't want to shit. They're not really necessarily funny stories, but you know you'll be out. You'll be out in a standing somewhere. You might be in Bunnings, where it's Bunnings, the the hardware store, and you just 
oh you won't want to hear this but you might be standing in a shop and you just you can hear that he's weeing in the middle on the aisle of the shop so you jump so yeah. me and my wife and daughter all spring into this sort of special ops move where i sort of cover from the front and she covers from the back and we all just kind of usher out to the to the uh to the truck and then you know change of clothes boom yeah so it is quite funny when you sort of you know when you think about it but it's devastating at the time but like the whole yeah and like we've and like we've discussed you know when something like this happens it does change your life doesn't it so tell us um how it's changed your life not not from the i guess the day-to-day things that you now you need to do like you said you've got to watch him 24 7 and obviously you know you you're essentially caring for him all the time but how has it yeah. impacted you and what how has it changed your journey in life yeah, yeah well you so just to, i guess to cut a very long story short because it is quite a long story the whole yeah how it kind of switched me into some spiritual journey um but you start going down routes to try and find things to help him in his day-to-day life and i can't remember if i said this to you last time when we when we spoke last time i was on but um i had uh one instance where i was doing a first aid course and a lady in the lunch queue heard me say that i had an autistic child and she said oh i'm a spiritual healer uh and i've got as you know i'd like to talk to you about it because i've got some, we've you know we in this community have got some ideas as to why these children are here you know and their idea and i was interested because you try all these normal worldly yeah. things and then you kind of want to hear about what's you know is there and maybe there is some other reason why we've got this child um uh and it was very interesting the thing she was saying you know she said oh these you know it, autistic children don't have an ego which they don't um and you know a spiritual pursuit is usually to try and quieten the ego that's you know usually what anyone who's on some sp- a spiritual journey is trying to do is to quiet the ego and these e- ego and yet these children have no ego at all they don't do anything to get validated unlike my amazing daughter who's look at me 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 the whole time as your children are um they yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, an yeah, ego yeah. at all um so i started down so oh, i'm quite interested in this sort of spiritual bit and it might sound a little bit uh woohoo you know profound revelation-y type of info but I went through so I was trying to find this stuff how do I you know why Mac and trying to find all this stuff out about my son uh and started doing all this research and listening to Eckhart Tolle who I'm sure I'm, I'm sure maybe you have or haven't heard of Eckhart Tolle you know recognized as one of the most sort of enlightened guys in the western world started looking at him and what essentially there's a very big story but I won't go into it now you end up realizing that your child has introduced you to this spiritual it's almost like he's a little buddha he's like a silent buddha that has introduced me to this spiritual journey that has made me into a better human on how to approach my life and how to you know stay positive and live in the present and you know not regret the past or fear the future you know how to be you know patient and kind and all that stuff so so through trying to find um things for my son i've ended up finding things for me and maybe that's why maybe that's why i was given that child but to, for, to, for those yeah. realizations happened to me that could sound like the most you know 
So what what I mean you personally then um, Dale and I'll I'll share what I think in a minute. What 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 do you think this is? This reality that we find oh. ourselves in. I mean, do you believe <laughs> yeah. in a god or uh, what, yeah? Oh no, I, yeah, I was brought yeah, I was on... brought up I was brought up Christian for fifteen years, uh, and then I stopped because you go to the pub and you know, but but proper Christian, you know, Baptist church. My mum and dad are very Christian. Yeah, boys' brigade on a Friday. All my friends were from church. Nice nice upbringing, and then you go away from it, uh, and then. After the introduction, years and years later, after having Mac and then having the introduction at the first aid thing with the lady, and she introduced me to Eckhart Tolle, and I listened to A New Earth and uh, The Power of Now, which are two of his books, which are mind-blowing, absolutely amazing, life-changing. Uh, and then I just started on that on that journey, and I then went down. It's a massive topic, James. <laughs> I then went into this <laughs> study of esoteric religion, which which basically uh, 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 it, it it reveals the hidden meaning of religion. You know, so not you, what you're taught in church when you go on a Sunday. It's it's yeah. kind of esoteric esoteric religion. I think is what um, Sufism is to is to Islam or or uh, um, oh, I don't know. Kabbalah is to, to, to Judaism, maybe, but it's um it's the inner teachings of it. And from that, I I got into that, and then I found you know this is the secret to how to live life so that you can interact with the universe. But I don't feel like I can do it justice in a two minute sort of soundbite. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm starting the stopwatch now, Dale. Um, so, <laughs> but do you be, do you believe? Because I mean, I'm more of the um, I would say that I do believe I am spiritual, and I do believe there is something else apart from. This Definitely. reality, I I can't for the life of me. I've thought very very long and for hard. I can't see how they cannot be anything else. No, because that's right. This, when you start to think about, you know, um, you know, um, where we came from, where it started, yeah, yeah um, yeah. and all of that, it, it it's impossible that there can't be something else. It just it doesn't no. make sense. It doesn't no, but, compute but, if not. Yeah, but the, but, but see, I, I, I was just going to say that I'm. I'm more of the the kind of the Star Wars angle and the Force. Yeah, you know, yeah the, no, I'm, I'm 100%. I agree, of, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with you, James. Uh, the 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 realization after doing all this study, and I have studied it, you know, a lot. Like, I, it's something I could talk about for hours. Um, uh, the you know, God to me is not a bearded. Used to be when I went to church, used to be a bearded man in the sky watching everything and you know controlling everything. The reality is that the God thing is a is the is the is a metaphysical force it might be the quantum field the a divine matrix source whatever you want to call it but it's a it's a field that you can tap into uh uh and it doesn't it's not you know you might get someone like stephen fry you know when you hear him talking and he's oh if i ever met god i'd be really cross with him because i'd say you know how could you give how could you give you know kids cancer yeah. and all this sort of stuff it's like well for a very smart man like stephen fry he's not under as far as i'm concerned hasn't understood what the god thing is the god thing is just this metaphysical karmic force that you can interact with uh if you live your life a certain way uh and it, life just goes on and and i'm almost finished the what i think life is is it's about how so if you want to experience god god hasn't made my son autistic the god thing reacts to how I choose to uh, react to that hand that I've been dealt. So I don't think God's given my son autism. Maybe they've given me an mm. autistic kid for me to learn a lesson, 
but I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it's all about how do you react, how do you choose to play your uh, react to the cards being dealt. Yeah, well, I, I take, I take a, well, it's a similar kind of thing. But I think that, you know, in a, in a, in a place which is infinite, both in terms of space and time, if there is only one being, then after a while, um, you would cease to exist in my, in my view, because how can you with no stimulation and you're there forever you know infinity um mm. you need to it's like I, I am i think therefore i am so what yeah. i think this reality is is actually that one energy has created something to experience itself to experience subjectively itself. yeah 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 otherwise it would just puff into nothing yeah, what's the point um, because yeah, what's there would the point, be yeah yeah i agree yeah. Or, or we're part of a simulation and essentially we were on a CD, you know, a CD that was put into a computer and everything was already there. And then that's why we can't find the beginning of it. But yes, I sort of agree with you. And I, I've, I've read that same or heard that same concept of, you know, it, it being a, you know, so we're all, we're all connected and we're all the same consciousness experience. And, you know, that's why we, yeah. So I, I sort of, I sort of agree with that, but I sort of don't agree with that. Yeah. And and of course, you know, spirituality is obviously separate to religion and that comes from within rather than sort of reading necessarily what other people's interpretations yeah. are. I mean, that um, simulation thing is an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, Elon Musk um, has come out and said that and lots of other very clever people have actually said, well, we could be in a simulation, yeah. Yeah. which my which my 14 year old son thinks is absolutely bonkers he tells me i'm absolutely yeah. mental to say well actually it is a possibility we don't yeah. know um, no more, yes, but no then i come back yeah. and i say well if you know if, if if you're saying that that's definitely not true well then what is true because if you don't know what is true then you can't discount that that no, is not no. true no, so i think that's bonkers. the thing is that we, we just don't know do we no. there's no there's no, it's no more bonkers than you know, Adam and Eve and God creating the thing in seven days and well, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and the snake and the apple. That I mean, that could be bonkers. Or oh, that is obviously has a meta met metaphorical meaning. So uh, so the simulation thing, is, that's no more bonkers than any other idea. But it's pr maybe yeah. more plausible. You're never going to so find the beginning. Of, you're never going to be able to find the beginning if you were, if it all, I think to myself, well, are the pyramids and all the like, were they all just part of the landscape that was designed when it was switched on? And that's why we don't know <laughs> where it came from. I don't know. But I know all these things fascinate me. Exactly. And that's the beauty of life, isn't it? We don't yeah. know what it is and we don't know why we're here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, I wanted you to I wanted to introduce you to Dale Penny today because Dale is going to be joining me um every couple of weeks um from now on on the Freeman Report. I think he's great. Get yourself over to TikTok, um, where he goes under the name of Mark Sass. That's M-A-R-C-S-A-S. -A -S. Um, but yeah, Dale, um, so welcome to the Freeman Report. <laughs> Thank you. Can I, um, can I, shame, really can I, can I shamelessly yeah, go for it, Dale. Can I shamelessly plug the podcast? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, so, so the Waking World podcast, available on all good platforms, is me and a guy, Toby, who's far more intelligent than me, discussing all of these things, all of this stuff, but it's like three hours worth we go into it. The occult, ritual and magic. Because I'm because I'm spirit fascinated in the spiritual bits, and I think there's this connection you can have with God. I also think people manipulate that to for their own gain through ritual and magic. So we go into that, you know, all this good. So lots of different things are on it. Waking more podcast, that's what we're that's what we've uh, we've got 10 episodes. Quite some people are down this is 
fantastic. Well, listen, thank you, Dale, for joining me on what is your Friday evening. And to everybody else, um, Dale will be back on in a couple of weeks. So look forward to that. And we'll pick a very relevant topic like the WEF or something like that to talk about. Um, But we've run out of time. So don't go anywhere. Stick with us right here on TNT Radio. TNT Radio.